Be delighted this holiday season at Ice and Lights, the winter village at Cameron Run. Just minutes from Old Town Alexandria. Stroll through the park and enjoy winter photo ops, light displays, hot chocolate, and a warm treat. The winter village offers playtime for the entire family. Extend the magic of the holidays by visiting early, starting November 17th. Get your tickets now at CameronIceandLights.com. That's CameronIceandLights.com. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. One church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Y'all ready? Let's go. I'm ready to receive and fully submit to God's word, which is the lamp to my feet and the light to my path. In this year of fruitfulness, I will manifest good results in every area of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Remain standing. One quick scripture I want you to see. Go to 1 Samuel 17, 46. 1 Samuel 17, 46. This is going to set the stage for this series. Harvest at the Movies is all about us using movies to get messages, using uh, the big screen in order to get biblical principles. And so this is going to be really good. We did this a few years ago, this type of series, and I'm always excited about it because it's fun. I, on social media, I asked you, we gave you a few sample examples. We gave you um, Waiting to Exhale, What's Love Got to Do With It, The Lion King, and The Temptations. Now, if you, if you were here at the 915, don't say nothing. But now for my 1115ers, wh- which one do you think? How many think Waiting to Exhale? Y'all must know. How many of y'all think The Temptations? I've never heard it this quiet. How many he said, thank you. I think I got one. Can I get two? How many of y'all think, uh, what's the other one? What's the other got to do with it? Y'all watched or something. Y'all saw it online. All right, it's the Lion King. Y'all ready? First Samuel 1746. Here it is. I want you to read. Uh, we're going to read this part. This is David speaking. Say, I must declare the beginning. Say, at the beginning, I must declare the end of a thing. This is David speaking about Goliath. He says, this day, and some of you today, you need to decide that today's the last day you're dealing with certain issues in your life. Today's the last day you're going to be up and down on your emotions. You got to decide today's going to be the last day that your family ain't together. You got to decide that today's the last. I wish you'd just say today's the last day. 
David said, this day the Lord will deliver you into my hand. David's this teenage boy looking up at this huge uh, Goliath giant and look at how he talks to him. It doesn't matter the size of the, uh, of the dog that's in the fight. It matters the size of the fight that's in the dog. He says, this day the Lord will deliver you into my hand and I will strike you down and I'm going to cut your head off and I'm going to give your dead bodies to the hosts of the Philistines this day to the birds of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth that all may know that there's a God in Israel. I just want you to make this declaration over your life. Say, life and death are in the power of my tongue. I use my words to frame my world. This day, I declare victory for the rest of this month, for the rest of this year. I declare the ending at the beginning in Jesus' name. Father, do what you do when you do how you do when you do when you do it because you do it so well. Speak to us now in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. You can be seated. You already know the movie. We're going to talk the gospel according to the Lion King. Now, 1 Corinthians 15, 46 teaches us that natural things can show us spiritual principles. And that's what we're doing with this series, Harvest at the Movies. Now, uh, the Lion King begins with the Zulu words, Nans Inagma Bahakti Baba Shit Um Inagma. I did good. And it goes on to say, here's what it means. Oh, yes, it's a lion. Yes, it's a lion. And we're going to conquer. I like the movie Lion King because from the very opening scene, it's declaring the end at the beginning. In other words, there are certain things that you face in life where you don't have to wait to see what the end is going to be. You get to speak what the end is going to be. I need you to walk into your week this week like a boss. And I need you to walk in and say, this is going to be a week of favor for me. This is going to be a week of victory for me. This is going to be a week where I overcome stuff that you still overcome me. I need some of you to stop getting upset when you face difficult circumstances and realize God is waiting on you to use your mouth so you can change your movement. He's waiting on you to use your words so you can frame your world. Stop looking at it and calling it what it is. I need you to call it what you want it to be from the beginning. Somebody say there's power in my words. But now watch this, watch this. It, it, we declare the ending of the thing at the beginning. This is what the scripture teaches us that God does. He declares the ending of a thing at the beginning of a thing. But I need you to hear me. Those declarations do not remove detours that you're going to have to face. Sometimes we're scared to speak good things because we've spoken good things before and we've not seen them go the way we want them to go. And so now we're in a wait and see mode because we want to see what it's going to be rather than saying what it should be. The problem is that's not Bible. The Bible says that in the beginning God said and there was. God said and there was and the Lord saw that it was good. What I want to challenge all of us to do is realize this that there is power in our words and sometimes when you're discouraged, when you're frustrated when you're mad, when you're angry, you don't want to use that power because it's seeming like the last time you used that power it didn't work but I need you to realize that the detours do not stop you from getting to your destination. I need you to realize just because they left you, that just means they're not necessary to get to where you're going. Just because your friends changed, that just means they're not necessary to get to where you're going. Just because it didn't go the way that you wanted for it to go, I need you to not think that's the end. I need you to realize you just must not be necessary for me to get to where I'm going. Why? He that has begun a good work in me, he's going to perfect him until the day of Christ Jesus, which means whatever good God started, I need to tell you God is going to finish. I need you to lay your hands on yourself and say, he's going to finish, he's going to finish. And what you need to celebrate is that he's not done with you yet. How do you know that, Bishop? Because if you still got breath in your body, God's not done with you. And I say it often, but it's so true. I may not be where I want to be, but I can thank God that I'm not where I used to be. Is there anybody at this 1115 that can give God five seconds of worship? Why? That you're not where you used to be? Not where I used to be. I'm not perfect. I don't get it right. Everybody may not like me, but that's their problem with me, not my problem with myself. I'm not where I 
used to be. Watch this. This song refers to Simba. Simba, you know, if you've seen The Lion King. Anybody love the movie Lion King? I love the movie Lion King. It refers to Simba, who's, watch this, the son of Mufasa. Mufasa's name means the king. The grandson of Hadi, that means the promise. The great-grandson of Mohatu, that means the savior. Shut your mouth. It means Simba is the son of the king, son of the promise, and the son of the savior. Check it out. Which means Simba is really a type of you and I. What do you mean, Bishop? Because we are sons and daughters of the most high king. Watch this. And we are sons and daughters of the Savior. And he's made us some promises. So when you look at Simba, you can in fact look and see yourself in Simba's life. I need you to realize God is so powerful, he can use a Disney movie to speak to you. God is so powerful, he can use an animated picture to speak life into you. I need you to stop discounting what's right in front of you just because you don't like the way it's packaged. Sometimes God will put something you need in something that you do not like or desire. The plot of the movie unfolds quickly. After Symbol's uncle Scar, his opening line in the movie is, life's not fair, is it? Which he says right after he doesn't show up when Simba is anointed by Rafiki to become king. Let me stop right there. You must pay attention to who's not clapping when you're winning. See, Scar thinks that he should be king, so when he sees somebody else getting what he thinks he deserves, he doesn't celebrate them. You need to pay attention to who doesn't clap when you win. Pay attention to who doesn't clap when you get a victory. And watch this. You need to pay attention to what they're saying and what they're doing. Sometimes you walk around saying, God, give me discernment. He did give you discernment. Two eyes to look at what they're doing when you win. And if you're not clapping and celebrating your neighbor, that means you might be your neighbor's hater. And haters get benched. I need you, watch this, to celebrate God, not for what he's doing in your life, but at 11.15, can you celebrate God for what he's doing in the rest of your rose life? He's doing amazing things for your neighbor. He's doing amazing things in your neighbor's life. Somebody say, yes, Lord. You never have to hate on other people. You never have to look down when things are good things are happening for other people. Why? Because the same God that did it for you is the same God that can do it for me. And since you're not me and I'm not you, I got no need in looking down on you or being mad at you or not celebrating you. In fact, I celebrate you. I want to see you do well because if I can celebrate your victory, he'll trust me with my own. What? Scar wouldn't clap when Simba was winning. And what that should have taught Simba was a powerful lesson. It should have taught Simba, you need to stay away from Scar because Scar doesn't want to see you win. That should have taught Mufasa, I know he's your blood, but he's not in your corner. I know he's your blood, but he doesn't want to see you do well. And many of us make bad decisions because we're going off of something even the Bible doesn't go off of. So we're saying things like blood is thicker than water. That ain't Bible. If you're not going the same direction I'm headed, I don't care what relation we have. All that is is a relation because you might be the very scar that's in my life trying to pull me down, trying to knock me down, or trying to... Some of you, your greatest haters got your last name. Some of you, your greatest enemies got your last name. And you need to learn how to look at some people and say, I love you, but I'm going to love you from a distance. Why? Because you don't want to see me. None of this would have happened had Mufasa dismissed him. Instead, Mufasa had conversations with him to try to figure out why he was so disloyal. You can never have a conversation with disloyalty and expect to get the truth. 
had, had Mufasa dismissed him and said, until you can celebrate the fact that my son is going to be king, and until you can celebrate us, you got to get the heck up out the pride land. Instead, he left him lurking. Mm. And whenever you leave stuff lurking around you, you need to be careful because you think you got it under control and you don't. Y'all not saying nothing to me. Star's name, you ready, 1115? His name means debris or trash. What's debris? Debris means there was an accident and there's leftover pieces, which means in Scar's name is explained Scar's bitterness. Scar is bitter because Scar tried to take off, but his crashed. Scar is bitter because he tried to do something and it didn't win. How do you know he tried? His name is Scar. You know why they call him that? Because there's a scar on his face, which means he got beat down before. Which means his issue with Simba and his issue with Mufasa is that they don't have the same wound as him. And some people will get angry that, watch this, that you ain't been wounded the way they've been wounded. So you're not mad at every man because you ain't been wounded like that. You ain't mad at every woman because you ain't been wounded like that. You're not mad at every group of people that look like this, that, or the other. And because you're not wounded like them, they got an issue with you. Are you still here? It means debris, watch this, or trash. What do we put in trash? Waste. And everybody can have a scar around them who tries to trash your life through giving you trash in conversation. I need you not to get played by a scar. So here's point number two. Take out the trash so you don't get trash. Watch me. 1 Corinthians 15, 33. Do not be deceived. That means don't play yourself. Bad company, that word company means conversations. Bad conversations ruin good morals. Wake up from your drunken stupor. In other words, the conversation you've had with trash has you tipsy about the truth. Back it up, back it up, back it up. The conversations that you've had with trash has you tipsy about the truth. Let me prove it to you. Have you ever learned something at church? Told somebody, something that you learned at church to somebody that don't know God, don't come to church, don't do none of that, and now watch this. They have watch this, introduce something to you that's making you doubting what you just read. They're making you doubt what you just read, doubt what you just heard. And so now even though you got a good word on Sunday morning to get you set for the second half of this year, now you go talk to some trash and trash has got you tipsy. I need you to put the bottle down. You can't blame it on the alcohol. I need you not to be tipsy about the truth. Look what he says, as is right, and do not go on sinning, for some have no knowledge of God, for this I say to your sin. In other words, what he's saying is, he says, listen, did you not know that the conversations that you have had with some people, they have now trashed the truth? So now you don't know up from down, left from right, and you're confused about what you shouldn't be confused about, and it started with a conversation. Every attack against you begins with a conversation. Touch your neighbor and say, take the trash out. There are some people you need to look at their life and say, why would I listen to you anyhow? Show me some fruit before I start giving you my future. And what's the key to your future? It's your ear. Watch me. Look at this. The trash that Scar fed Simba. Here's what he told him. You ready for the trash? He says, only the bravest lions go to the elephant graveyard. How is that trash? Because Scar wouldn't even go there. It's trash because it's not true. But watch this, when you're Simba, watch this, and watch this, and you're thirsty for attention, even if trash is giving you attention, you will pay it attention. 
So watch what happens. He says only the bravest lions go to the elephant graveyard. And Simba goes to the graveyard even though his father warned him to stay away from it. Why? Because hyenas, which are the primary enemy of the lions, live there. Check this out. Hyenas are in the dog family. Which is, watch this. The primary enemy to the lions were animals that acted like dogs. I need you to be a good church today. I need you to stop thinking you're the dog whisperer and you got the ability to change people who want to live trashy lives. I it's not about arrogance. It's about awareness. Because you, watch this, can be trying to help, and in trying to help, you end up hurting yourself. Y'all not talking to me. Check this out. But let's think about it practically. What's in a graveyard? Dead stuff. It's an elephant graveyard. So what's in there? Big bones of dead animals. Think about it. Bones in Hebrew, it's got several meanings. It's this word etzem, but it deals with pain. Now, this is interesting. Remember Ezekiel, the valley of dry bones? So it's literally a valley of pain. More specifically, pains. It's plural. Check this out. So, so literally, Simba going to this place was going to create pain that his father wanted to save him from. Let me back it up. Sometimes you're unwilling to listen to wisdom. And all wisdom is trying to do is keep you from pain that you're not ready for. I wish you'd lift your hands and say, Lord, give me the grace to listen to wisdom. Everybody who says something to you that you don't like doesn't mean they're bad. Everybody who says something to you that you don't like doesn't mean they don't want to see you happy. Maybe they know ain't nothing but some big bones or some dead animals over there, and you're going to face hyenas, and you don't know what to do with hyenas. So check out what happens. Watch this. Here's point number three. Stop playing with fire. Their primary enemy lived there. Why would you want to go to a place where your primary enemy lives, and you don't have one victory under your belt over that. Let's tell the truth, y'all. There's some things we do, we know we're playing with fire. Let's please tell the truth, 1115. Come on, let, let's tell the truth. You already know that relationship ain't going nowhere, but you just steady playing with it. Y'all ain't talking. You already know that friend ain't loyal, but you just steady playing with him and all that. I, I wish we would be honest with ourselves and not be so thirsty for attention that we ignore the fact that we got fire in our hands. Proverbs 6.27, can a man carry fire next to his chest and his outfit still look good? I changed it a little bit. Can a man carry fire next to his chest and his clothes not get burned? In other words, he says, if, if you're playing with fire, you're going to get burned. Here's what a lot of us think, not me though. Please say amen 11.15 because I feel a push coming right through here almost like it's a fifth Sunday. A lot of times we play with stuff that we know is no good for us. What's an enemy? Anything that opposes your foreground. Watch this. We play with thoughts that we know aren't good for us. We, 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 we entertain and play with stuff that we know is no good for us. Watch this. You'll try to reach out to what don't want you. You're trying to reach out to family members and friends and this and that and all that from your past and all that. Trying to bring them close. Sometimes you just got to realize, you know what? This is fire. And I can't be mad at you for burning me because I knew what you were. Y'all don't like to sit at 1115, but it's true anyhow. Lift your hands and say, Lord, help me not to play with fire. 
Some of y'all need to stop playing with them thoughts because those thoughts take three days out of your week and you got to spend the last half of your week getting out of what you got the first half of your week into. But I declare this is a week you don't have time for discouragement. You don't have time to be angry. You don't have time to be mad. He that's begun a good work and you shall perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. And you won't simp just to pay bills and die. You will simp to rule. Let's go. And to conquer and to subdue. Simba's roar when they're in the elephant graveyard, what does his roar do? It fails to stop the hyenas. So here's, so Mufasa saves the day. Here's Mufasa's roar. That's good. Here's Simba's roar. And which one you gonna respond to, one or two? Watch me. Mufasa saves the day. He swoops in like a good dad does. And he swoops in, and when he swoops in, he says, I got this, son. Here's what's amazing. I wanna pause here, because we live in a culture that often honors and idolizes what does nothing for us. It was amazing to me when a particular music artist passed away, tragic as it may be. It was amazing to me how many people were on social media, you won't even post Jesus, but you, got a, but you got a picture with a halo on, on your social media. It was amazing to me. It was, don't get quiet on me. Thinking I'm like most pastors, it's your first mistake. Don't come, don't come for me. Thinking they're going to get quiet like I'm going to stop. That's going to make me go further. Watch, watch, watch. And we're like, no, I just don't know who he's talking about. Don't worry about who I'm talking about. I'm teaching a principal. It was amazing to me. People were taking pilgrimages to go see a strip mall. And I was like, you live across the street from the church. It was amazing to me the level of honor that was given to a man who did great things, but he didn't do it for you. And it was amazing to me. And I, th and I thought to myself, I said, no wonder why American culture is so jacked up. It's because you're idolizing a man who wrote some songs, but you disrespect your daddy and your mama every day that sacrificed for you. That Y'all not saying nothing to me. I wish I had a parent that would help me. You got pictures of other people up in your room. Now take that down. You need to put a picture of your daddy up. Put a picture of your mama up. Put a picture up in your house of the people that fought for you, that gave for you, that paid so you could have that phone. I just wish there was somebody in here that knew that we got an honor problem in America where we idolize and honor what ain't never done nothing for us. So we're honoring and idolizing things and people who have done nothing for us and the people who fight for you every day and rescue you every day and in your corner every day, they get brushed to the side. Oh, but I believe honor's returning to America. I believe honor's returning to God's church. I believe honor's returning to your role. You owe some honor to who saved the day for you. He corrects his son and he says, you deliberately disobeyed me. And Simba's response was, I want to be brave just like you. Two things. One, correction. The Bible says, as many as the Lord loves, he corrects. He chastises. Which means God's correction is proof of God's love. You are only loved if you are corrected. And I know that's a difficult thing for us to get our heads around because we live in this culture. Ain't nobody going to tell me nothing. And all I can say is look at the fruit of that culture. Even in Denver, that's very prevalent. Any, any sense of authority is viewed, ah, oh, that's a cult, oh, that's crazy, oh, that's this, oh, that's that. Because we stood for the word? Because we're nice to one another? Man, please. I'm preaching better than y'all saying anything. And then yet we wonder why Denver's depression rate of clinical depression is almost double the national average. 
maybe we got a lot of misalignment that's got to get aligned. I'm just saying. Y'all don't like that. He corrected him. Be grateful for the friends in your life that will risk the friendship to tell you the truth. Y'all not talking to me. Be grateful for the people who can say, look, man, look, we friends, but that's foul. That right there is wrong. That right there ain't right. Who can give God glory that you got some real people in your corner? You got some real people in your life that'll say, you know what? You might not like me after I say it, but I love you too much not to say it. And if you don't have those type of people in your life, you need to pray this prayer and say, Lord, give me some real people in my life. Simba's response is, I want to be brave like you. So Simba had a legitimate need, but he fulfilled it illegitimately because he wanted so bad for his roar to be heard, he didn't realize his war wasn't ready. Back it up. He wanted so bad for his roar to be heard, I want him to hear me, that he didn't realize he wasn't ready. Could it be that what you want most, you're not ready for? So the delay is actually protection. It's quiet right there. Could it be that the delay is actually God's way of preventing destruction in our lives? So, so check this out. Y'all still here? He didn't know that his roar wasn't ready, which brings me to point number four. Be slow to speak and quick to listen. James 1.19. Know this, my beloved brothers and sisters, everyone's and everyone. Let every person, who is that? Everybody. Some of you think that tenure means this doesn't apply to you. Some of you think, watch this, that you have special knowledge that makes the Bible not apply to you. Y'all not saying to me. Some of you think because you fought Nam, the word doesn't apply to you. Y'all not talking to me. Some of y'all think because you fought up the street <laughs> that the word doesn't apply to you. My, so, so he makes it so clear, can't nobody miss it. Let everybody be quick to hear. In other words, Watch this, because here's what a lot of us do. We're not listening. We're preparing to respond. Can we tell the truth? Okay, listen, I, I'm going to tell the truth. Is anybody going to, don't leave me out here hanging. There's someone, we ain't listening. We are not listening. We are typing notes with the anticipation of you to stop talking so we can respond. Bible says be quick to hear, slow to speak. In other words, he says, shh, hush. Somebody's calling your name. Why are you slow to speak? Because if you would have listened first, maybe you would have heard something that would have altered what you thought. And then he says, if you do those two things, look at the third part, then you'll be slow to anger. Some of us, we're very quick to anger. You know why we're quick to anger? It's because we don't like feeling like we're being taken advantage of. So the moment we sense that we might be getting taken advantage of, we immediately get very defensive and start firing back, even though a shot wasn't fired at us. Sometimes you can be so defensive that anytime anything looks remotely like something that might be kind of think about trying to mess with you. You're ready to fire back. And Simba was ready to roar, but his roar wasn't ready. Say it again. Simba was ready to roar, but his roar wasn't ready. Now, here's why this is significant. Because Simba thought, I'm going to show up and I'm going to just roar and they're going to go. Now realizing, Simba, y'all ready for this? Let's go Bible. Now realizing, Simba, that to have that level of boldness, you're going to have to have some experience under your belt. 
so that, watch this, what they're really responding to isn't how loud your roar is, but how experienced your roar is. What, what do you mean by that, Bishop? What do you mean by this? There's a scripture in the Bible that says that there was this evil spirit that was in, uh, that was, uh, in this guy. And, and these other guys came up, sons of Sceva, they came up and says, we exercise you in the name of, uh, of Paul, Jesus whom Paul preaches. So here's what they were saying. We don't have no experience. We heard about somebody else's experience, and that's what we're praying over. The demons look back at them and says, Paul, we know. Jesus, you know. Who are you? Bible says they jumped up out that body, jumped on them, and started ripping them to pieces. What did they respond to? Experience. It wasn't how loud what they said. It was because they had experience. Look at me, 1115, so that you can stay with me. Here it is. All of what you've been through is your experience that now qualifies you. So when you speak, you can speak with authority. So you know why I know he's a healer? I got experience. You want to know I know he's a way maker? I got experience. You want to know how he can bring you out of depression? Is there anybody that's got experience? Is there anybody that's got experience that God has done something amazing for you? So it comes out in your roar. Simba didn't have that in his roar. So it wasn't the, uh, the, the uh, volume of his roar. Watch this. It was that his roar had no experience behind it. They knew when he roared, he couldn't back it up. But your neighbor, the Bible says the righteous are as bold as a lion. What does right mean? It means when I receive Jesus, I'm in right standing with God, which means I may have not done everything right, but he puts me in right standing. And I need you to know you're not sitting next to no little pussycat. I need you to know you're sitting next to a lion that God has called to roar. You're going to roar back at what's been roaring at you. If you know that there's a roar on the inside of you, I just need you to throw your hands up and shout, yes, Lord! Your neighbor's been through hell and back. Your neighbor's overcome things that should have crushed them, but they got their roar. Scar has an alliance. Something's about done with the hyenas. And together they conspire to kill Mufasa. Whoever's friends with your enemies have now revealed that they're your enemies. Jesus said, Jesus said it like this. He says, in short, he says, if you're not gathering with us, then you're scattering. Now, now that's deep. Because a lot of the times we have 50 shades of gray with people. And watch this. The gray will always create delay. Because you won't take a step. You won't make a move because you don't know if their gray is with you. Mm. All right, let's move. It says, Scar has this alliance with the hyenas. Together they conspire to kill Mufasa and Simba. And the plot comes alive after he teases Simba about the failure of his roar. So what does he do? He teases Simba about his failure. But who, said him, who told him to go in there in the first place? Scar. So he'll tease you about what he said to do. This is how the enemy works. He'll draw you out there to do something crazy. And then when you do it crazy, then he's going to be like, look at that. But he drew you out there to do it in the first place. That's what the Bible says, let him who says stolen steal no longer. Here's the second thing he does. He tells somebody he's responsible for Mufasa's death. And here's what he tells him. Here's the killer. He says, you should run, Simba. Run. Run, Simba. I want to come for that voice that's been messing with somebody on your own. That's been telling them, don't deal with it. Run from him. Listen to me. Listen to me. I came to shut that voice down. I came to tell you, running ain't going to fix nothing. 
I came to tell you what God wants to do for you finally in this year and for you to conquer the stuff that in years past has conquered for you, conquered you. What God finally wants to do for you in this year is for you to overcome the stuff that every year you keep saying, I'm going to do it. Can I tell you what nine is? 2019. Nine is not the year to talk about it. Nine is the year to be about it. The stuff you didn't knock out in 18 is coming down in 19. The stuff you didn't deal with in 18 is coming down in 19. I just need somebody that believes that by faith say, yes, Lord. I need you to get that because when you run from issues, it's like being on a treadmill. You ran, but you didn't go anywhere. I don't even like treadmills for that reason. Now, I'm not going to ask. The 915 is a heavy treadmill experience. Let's check the 915. Let's just see. How many of y'all like the treadmill? All right. How many of you do not like the treadmill? How many of you, the whole concept of treadmills, exercise, it's just something you're working on? Okay. All right. All right. Hey, hey, we're all working on it, right? Check this out. I don't like the treadmill. Here's why. You go in there after you sanitize the whole thing down. It takes me about 15 minutes just to say, I be cleaning stuff ain't never been clean. I just, just in case I touch it. Because I put my hand on my face or something, I ain't got time to be sick. I be sanitizing stuff at the back, the power cord, but just, just in case, just in case, just in case. Watch, I don't like the treadmill because after all of that, all of that, you know, you can turn it up five times. When people walk in there, that's when you turn it up, you know. <laughs> Make it look like you're really doing something. Got your little towel. And then you're trying to change it up because you saw some video, so you're trying to do punches and stuff while you're on the gym. <laughs> and you're doing it. And here's the thing. After all that energy you put out, you want to know what's amazing? You didn't go anywhere. When we run from issues, that's what life is like on a treadmill. You're tired, but you didn't go nowhere. Can I just announce to somebody prophetically, that day is over for you. You ain't going to be tired and not have nothing to show. You ain't going to be tired and not have no results. Why? Nine is the number of fruitfulness. It's the number of manifestation. It's the number where you're going to see what you've sown for. You're going to possess what you prayed for. Say, this is my year of manifestation. So Simba runs, guys, and he runs and he meets Craig and Dede. Excuse me, Timon. Somebody like, who is that? Google it. Timon and Pumbaa. And they ask him, where are you from? He says, it doesn't matter because I can't go back. Point number five, who told you you can't fix it? You can't fix what you won't face. Simba convinced himself, I can't fix this. There are certain things that have happened, and here's what we've said. Well, I guess that's just the way it is. Not realizing, no, if you mess something up, you can fix it. Let's go old school. Sometimes you got to clean up what you messed up. And you got to start your life. Say it. I got to be what I. It's an old school song. Starting my life. Old school, come on, old school at 1115. Watch me, watch me. What is it that you won't face? Let me prove it to you. What email have you been overlooking? What text have you seen? You just ain't responded to. Can we get practical? What message do you still need to return? From May 4th. There's stuff we don't want to face, and we run from it. And can I tell you the danger in that? If you run from one thing, you will run from anything. 
It's quiet right there. But watch this. Say, I'm not a runner. Yeah, you better say that thing so it gets deep down in your bloodline. Say, I'm not a runner. Yeah. Watch. Timon's name means respect. Pumbaa's name means foolish. To be a fool means you live like there is no God. And Pumbaa's name means silly. That means you know better, but you act like you don't know better. They lived an easy life. Simba meets them from the pride land. He is the prince. And he goes to the pride, or he goes to Timon and Pumbaa. And when he gets to Timon and Pumbaa, they're living this easy life. But you want to know the truth? But they weren't living a fulfilled life. It was easy, but it wasn't fulfilled. What do you mean easy? They were eating slugs and bugs. Simba's eating the east antelope, wildebeest. He probably would have ate Pumbaa had it not been, you know. And Timon, you know, you know y'all are a snack. <laughs> Watch. What's amazing is this, y'all. You ready? What's amazing is the irony of their friendship is that Simba wanted respect from living like a fool. Sometimes we want people to respect mess. Sometimes we want for people to respect foolishness. It's quiet right there. So they teach Simba this song. Akuna, potatoes. Akuna, patata. Which means no worries for the rest of your days. It's our problem-free philosophy. I don't remember the rest of the words, but here's the point. It means no worries, but check this out. They thought it meant no responsibility, but the reality is the song means while I'm handling my responsibilities, I won't be worried. Sometimes in life, we misunderstand what it means not to worry. Sometimes we think not worrying means whatever. I don't care. That's, that's not Bible. See, worry doesn't work, but that doesn't mean we don't handle responsibilities. So, like, you know what I'm saying? So, like, if, if you need to produce some income, I'm just not worried about it. Were you even trying to get some money? You, you know, I get you ain't worried about it, but, I, but that doesn't mean you advocate your responsibility. I need you to hear me, especially fathers. Your family needs to see you handle responsibility. Men, our families need to see us handle responsibility. They need to see us put in the hard work. They need to sit up, see us put in the, the tough time. They need to see us in that. And watch this. They even need to see you in your valley, man. Why? Because they need to see how a lion comes out. They need to see how a lion conquers. Fellas, you ain't messed up just because you fell down. I need you to get back up. I just need some fellas that are in this experience today to just take three seconds and give God some glory. Watch this. That there's a lion in you. Come on, fellas. I need. Come on, fellas. Open up your mouth. There's something supernatural that happens when men worship. There's something supernatural that happens when men give God glory. Why? It gives the whole camp permission to celebrate. It gives the whole camp permission to grow forward. Watch. Matthew 6.27. We're just about done. Matthew 6.27. And which of you being anxious or worrying can add one single hour to his span of life? Jesus says worrying isn't going to work, but I need you to still handle responsibility. And sometimes, let's just be honest, sometimes we can have so many responsibilities and so many decisions that we make that we just say, you know what, I'm just going to go to sleep. <laughs> Come on, honest people. Sometimes you can have so much, you're like, I'm just going to take a nap, followed by another nap, followed by an additional nap, 
followed by lunch, <laughs> followed by a nap break. Come on down to June! Tell me honest, one day I remember, I, there's so many things, I, I just, I'm not even a nap-taking type, except on Sundays. But I earned that one year. <laughs> I'm not even a nap, and I'm not knocking people out, I'm just not a nap-taking person. And I remember one day, I just had so much, I literally, I, just, I don't ever put my phone on Do Not Disturb. I put my phone in the other room and said, whatever it is, God got it, because I just, I, their problem is they can figure it out. I just, I'm, I'm, I just said, I'm going to take me a nap. And I just knew I was getting good sleep. I laid down at maybe, I don't know, 2.30, something like that. I don't know what it was. And uh, I just knew I was getting good sleep. You ever felt like you're getting real good sleep? You're like, this is good sleep. And so when I woke up, I was like, ah, oh, man, what is it, probably like? Four or five. It was 2.45. Uh, but then 15 minutes was good to me. Watch, watch. Say worry doesn't work. It doesn't mean, watch this, it doesn't mean I'm not handling my responsibilities. It just means I'm not going to be worried. This brings me to this. After many years, one night, Simba recalls a childhood conversation. You remember, remember the movie? And in this reboot, I hope that when they're doing it, they don't change too much of the original storyline. Because then I'm going to have to come back and re-preach it with the new storyline. I like accuracy. <laughs> Watch. They're sitting up. Timon, Pumbaa, and Simba, they're sitting up looking at the stars. They say, what do you think the stars are? One says this, one says this. And Simba looks at the stars, and he sees his father. I think that's amazing, because in the scripture, the stars are referred to as angels. Which means that Simba was having a supernatural experience that came to visit him when he wasn't trying to think about it. I came to tell somebody that stepped into church today, you're about to have a supernatural experience that's going to come to visit you, and you weren't even expecting it. God says, I got a way to get something to you that you need just to prove to you that he's your God, he's your Savior, he's your provider. And it reminds him of who he was. And some of his fur gets caught on the whim. And Rafiki, whose name means comrade, he's a type of Simba's pastor. How do you know that, Bishop? Because... At the beginning of the movie, he breaks open the pomegranate, he takes some of the juice, and he anoints Simba. And, uh, which means, watch this, that's scripture because only the man of God can anoint the king. So Rafiki isn't just his comrade, Rafiki is the man that's got to keep him focused. Rafiki's the man that's got to remind him of who he is. Check this out. He catches some of his fur in the wind, and then he says, it's alive, or he's alive. And then he says, it is time. Would you just lay your hands on yourself and say, it's time. In other words, for years, we don't know how many years, they had been waiting on the king to wake up and remember who he was. There's some situations and circumstances in your bloodline that have been waiting on you to wake up and remember who you are. There's some stuff you prayed for that God says, I can't give it to you until you wake up and remember who you are. There's some stuff you've dealt with that God says, I can't give it to you until you wake up and remember who you are. I need you to lay your hands on yourself and say, it's time. You done prayed for this, you've given for this, you've cried for this, you've been betrayed for this, you've been hurt for this, baby, it is time. Let's give me a scripture, 2 Corinthians 6.2, for he says, in a favorable time, I listened to you, and in a day of salvation, I have helped you. Behold, now, I need you to just read that Bible like you can see that thing on that screen. One, two, ready, read it. Behold, now is the favorable time. Say, now is the favorable time. Say it with me. Now is the favorable time. Say it with me. Now is the favorable time. Say it one more again. Now is the favorable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. You've been waiting, and God says, I said now. God says, now. Come here, Lemon team. God says, now. Oh, God, I need to stir up your row because your row is next. I need you to just say, now. 
God says, I don't need you waiting until December. I need you to do it. I don't need you waiting until 2020. I need you to do it. I don't need you to wait until you think everything's ready and put together. I need you to do it. Forgive them. Let it go. Start the business. Serve in church. Put in first. Lay your hands in your safe. Say right now. You have been waiting on stuff. And God says, no. The time is. Well, I'm not good enough now. Yes, you are. I don't have enough education now. Yes, you do. I ain't going to be able to do it. Yes, you can. Nobody's going to be there with me. Do it by yourself. Stop waiting on co-signers. Do it. (laughs) Here it is. Rafiki asks Simba an interesting question in his low moment. He says, who are you? Which teaches us that Simba was where he was in life because he forgot who he was. Whenever you're in a low place, it's because the where is not the issue. The who is the issue. When you forget who you are, you start having an attitude. Look at me. Some of y'all ain't that nasty. I mean, like mean to people. That's what I mean. You're not. Got to clarify it because some of y'all was like, Miss Jackson, if you're nasty, wait a minute, Bishop. I don't know. <laughs> Have fun in church. Some of y'all are not that inconsistent. What happened is when you forgot who you were, you forgot what you do. That's like me walking into church today and forgetting that I'm bishop. Come here, you come up there. Well, now, uh, hallelujah, praise God, shalom. Hold on, wait a minute. Give me my microphone. Watch. If I'm out of place, nobody else knows what to do. And some of y'all, you're out of place, so nobody else knows what to do because you forgot who you are. Your family needs you in place. Your kids need you in place. Your business needs you in place. Your bloodline needs you in place. Touch your neighbor and say, get in place. You forget who you are. Because you're doing something, you'll think something's good enough. Y'all not saying nothing to me. He forgot who he was. And then Simba starts playing the blame game. He blames his father for where he is. And when you blame, your life is always lame. But in a voice, Mufasa tells him, Simba, you have forgotten me. You have forgotten who you are. So you have forgotten me. Notice, watch this. He says this to him. This is going to shout you. It shouted me. If it doesn't shout you, that's cool. It'll shout you later. He says, look inside yourself. You are more than who you've become. He says, Simba, I know you're satisfied, but that ain't what you were born for. He says, I know, I know you're satisfied, but there's greater in you. He says, I know you're cool eating slugs and bugs, but you belong at the palace. You belong... 
I came to stir up the lion on the inside of somebody to tell you there is more, to tell you there is greater, to tell you God's got something victorious for you. I need the lions to just roar one time. Wait a minute, wait a minute. He says, he says, remember who you are. You are my son, the one true king. Remember. And Simba says this, touch your neighbor, say this is what he said. He says, I know what I have to do, but I'm going to have to go face my past. And Rafiki tells him the past can be hard, but Rafiki said, you can run from it or learn from it. I need you to lay your hands on yourself, say no fear for the rest of this year. Woo! I need you to say it again. Say no fear for the rest of this year. <laughs> and Simba, he starts making his journey back to where he belongs. And, and Timon and Puma say, where's Simba? Watch this. Where he fell to started asking where he was. The people who used to run with started asking where he was. And one of them says, I thought he was with you. Then the other says, I thought he was with you. And then Rafiki, the man of God, says, you ain't going to find him now. Why? Because the king has returned. I came to tell your past, it ain't going to find you there. The king has returned. I came to tell your failure, you're not going to be found there. Why? The king has returned. I came to tell your disappointment, you ain't going to be there. Why? The king has returned. Say it. Say it. And say, that's me. Simba gets back. And when Simba gets back, Scar shows up with his trash. Just like what's going to happen for you when you go to this week. Trash is going to show back up. I need you to be ready for it, though. I need you to be ready that when you get out of church, somebody's going to try to steal your joy, steal your victory. I need you to be ready for somebody trying to start some this, that, and the other when you get out of church. And I need you to do what Simba did. Simba told Scar, he says, listen, that's not going to work this time, Scar. He says, I put it behind me. And I need somebody. I'm done, but I just need somebody that believes this word to just do like Simba did. Simba said, it ain't going to work this time. Say it again. It ain't going to work this time. You trying to tell me I'm not good, that ain't going to work this time. You trying to be shut down, that ain't going to work this time. Depression, that ain't going to work this time. Thinking you ain't good enough, that ain't going to work this time. Thinking God don't love you, that ain't going to work this time. Thinking that something's wrong, that ain't going to work this time. And I just need another lion that's in this place that won't let me shout by myself. Say, it ain't going to work this time. Say, it ain't going to work this time. 11.15, give God glory. One, two, three. Say, the king has returned. You say, say it, say it. Say it like you mean it. Say it. Say it. Say it. Say it. Father, we love you, and we honor you, and we bless you. What the enemy used before won't work this time. We get rid of the quit in us. We quit.
Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. And at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God. And they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means. That not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father... In the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word DECISION to the phone number 59769. And when you do, I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and, and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Hey, Cricket customers. Max with ads is included with your Cricket $60 unlimited plan at no additional cost. Max is the streaming platform where you can watch Scoob, Meg 2 The Trench, The Nightmare on Elm Street Collection, and so much more. Remember me. Just log in with your Cricket username and password to experience Max on all your favorite devices. We've never seen this before. Max, the one to watch for a good scream with Cricket. Phone plan streams and standard definition. Programming subject to change. Fees, terms, and restrictions apply. See cricketwireless.com for details. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app? Over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.